0: This is Everyday Wealth with award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and personal finance expert Gene Chatsky. Hey, Wade. Great to see you.
1: Hi, Gene. Soledad, great to be with you again. It's been a while since we've talked. It has. I think nothing's been happening. Well, I was going to say,
2: luckily, it's just been a cakewalk for everybody in investing, so not a problem at all.
0: <laughs> no, not a mm-hmm. problem, unless, unless you stop to think about the fact that you know, the markets, they've been a little crazy and we have record inflation and we have rising interest rates. And sometimes we go into days where it just feels like panic. But if you're old enough, I know that you scratch your head and you think, Why is this? You know, we've been through this time and time again. What is it that gets us to make a mess of situations that we've been through before?
1: Yeah, well, it does come down to what we do as human beings. Academics and practitioners have done a lot of the math behind investing for decades. And we've kind of figured out what people should do. But people aren't robots. We don't follow textbook rules. And unfortunately, That means that we make mistakes, and one of the things that we've seen a lot of psychological research in and economic research in is documenting the behavioral errors that people make to take them off of the path of the good solutions. And one of the things that's been found is a phenomenon called narrow framing. What is that? The shorthand of it is failing to see the big picture, and that can happen in a lot of different ways. Our brains are wired in a certain way to be able to focus on certain things. So it's, it's almost sometimes like tunnel vision can be great for some things. Uh, you know, if there's a, a tiger that's threatening you, it's really nice to have tunnel vision on that tiger. But when it comes to long-term things like investing, it's good to have the long run in mind and the bigger picture in mind.
2: What ways have you seen people, you know, pulled off their, their investing path?
1: You know, so so we're in a bear market, which means technically that the stock market uh, has fallen by 20% from its most recent peak from early January to, uh, I think, middle of June, it entered the bear market. And so people tend to focus on that. And the financial media and the mainstream media has latched onto that and stories of recession and all the bad news that, that may occur and, and that is occurring with inflation as well. And so people are steeped in bad news, and and they're steeped in very recent news. And so what they're failing to see is if you look at just the stock market, for example, uh, just to keep it somewhat narrow for a second. So th- this is a little bit of narrow narrow frame, but getting a little bit wider. If you look at longer term stock market, let's just say if you took the last five years, so going back from middle of this year back to middle of 2017, the S&P 500 hasn't done poorly. It's actually returned something like 73% over that five years. So if you've been a somewhat longer-term patient investor, you would have done well by investing in stocks. If you go even longer term, over 10 years, the return of the S&P 500 has been 238% your investment would have more than tripled in that 10-year timeframe. People easily forget that investing for stocks is a long-term proposition and that it has delivered over the last decade. Now, there's no promises and there's no guarantees that it'll continue with very healthy returns going forward. But over the long run, over most 10-year periods, and especially over most 20-year periods, the, the stock market has delivered healthy returns.
0: Can I just ask how we get ourselves not to do this?
1: Yeah, I think there's two ways of widening your focus. Uh, One is to combat just looking at the most recent experience. And, And that's actually another psychological bias, which is recency bias. And then it's important not just to look across longer periods of time, but to look at more of your investments, first of all. So, for example, recognize that there are hopefully cash and bonds also in your portfolio. And now, Bonds, for example, haven't done well this particular year. In the first half of the year, the, the Bloomberg Aggregate Bond Index was down about 10%. But that's too narrow again. So if you look a longer term, if you go back to 2020 and 2019, that same bond index delivered returns of 75 and almost 9% in 2020 and 2019. We forget that really easily. So recognize that Your portfolio includes a lot of other things going into it. And then broaden it again when you're investing. Investing is not the goal. The goal is not to pile up your money and try to beat other people in terms of your annual returns. The goal is to get to a good retirement. And that has a lot of other ingredients to it. So it depends on, obviously, how much money you have saved already, how much you're going to save in the future, what your desired income is in retirement what your existing sources of retirement income are, like social security, pensions, part-time jobs, maybe even rental income from a property you might own. And then other things like how long you might live, where you're going to live, taxes you're going to pay, and then how much your portfolio grows is one of the ingredients to that. But notice there's a ton of other things beyond your investment returns that matter here. So it's natural to feel down about portfolio performance, but again, focus on whether you're on track to achieve the goals that you have set out uh, and whether your your plan is still intact.
2: It, I mean, it sounds to me like you're saying at the end of the day, it's the data that's going to help you be sane about how you're thinking about it. Because the minute you hear that your returns are 238 percent, if you look over the last 10 years, right, suddenly you start thinking like, oh, okay. I'm not just going to think about yesterday or the day before or the last couple of weeks. You know, we really need to think broadly. It's a strategy and a long-term strategy that you hope pays off at the end because you've done your best to navigate it.
1: Yeah, as human beings, we're all similar in that we suffer from these biases, but the solutions aren't necessarily identical for different people. So... Data is great for people who have spent their lives understanding data. For some people, more data is just going to confuse them more. And it's not just that more data or less data, it's which data do you look at? Are you looking at whether your plan is still intact versus what specific return did you get on your 10 investments in your portfolio? So not all data is equally relevant, in other words.
0: And specifically, way to Soledad's point, because she's right. We can't help ourselves but try to measure up. All we do is compare. We like to know that we're doing better than the people at the next desk or the people in the next house. And that can be really, really dangerous. At the end of the day, it sounds like if you really Mm -hmm.
2: want to think about your own situation, you actually have to open the the camera aperture and figure out what your values are. You know, what's your retirement goals? What do you want to get to? Do you want to live in a place where your family can visit? Do you want to live in an island somewhere? Because Mm -hmm. that's what you need to aim for. and, And making sure that you're keeping that in mind. Rather than you know competing with the the Joneses
1: right so it, it's a little bit ironic because we're talking about narrow framing where people look at too few things but in a sense comparing yourself with the Joneses or trying to keep up with the Joneses is too wide a focus like you're you're saying I want to compare myself to all these other people and that's not the right answer either so you know focus in on on your situation uh, is the right thing.
2: it's good advice thank you I really appreciate that insight
1: my pleasure. It's no secret the market's been volatile,
0: and now we're hearing talk of the R-word, recession. With all this uncertainty, one thing's clear. It's a great time to talk to an experienced wealth planner. At Edelman Financial Engines, we'll show you smart steps you can take in today's market and mistakes to avoid. Move forward with confidence. Call 833-PLAN-EFE or visit planefe.com to connect with the wealth planner. That's eight three three PLAN EFE or PLANEFE dot